Welcome back. Spring racing, myself and the skip. How are we feeling? Oh, not too bad, man. Not a bad week last week. Like, unfortunately, uh, nature's trip ruined a lot of punters' dreams last last start uh, last week in the Everest. So, but overall, great day of racing. It was good to get a few winners. Yourself, you bounced back a little bit. Not not quite as good as you've been in the features, but you're back over a grand in the feature races, getting up as four and chain of lightning. Yeah, real happy with those type of runs. I uh, wish I had a few more of those winners. Uh, I think I got about. Eight seconds last week, just overall in the day, and it was just killing me. So it's a shame, but oh well. On to this week, hey? Another great day of racing. Yeah, seconds killed me last week. A couple at value too was absolutely costly. But we'll move on this week. We're going to do five feature races. We've got a Friday, two Saturday down in Melbourne, and two Saturday in New South Wales before going around the grounds. We're starting Friday night at the Valley. It's the Group 1 Manicato Stakes over 1,200. And myself, I've got a couple plays here. It's sort of a theme for me this week. I'm sticking solid with Cool and Gatter. Got me the cash last start in the Group 1 Moya. That was over a 1,000. Only jumps up a kilo here. He's um, it's a, he's a three-year-old, so he gets a bit lower because it's weight for age. He's carrying, I think, four kilos less. Could be wrong, but he never run a bad race. He's placed in all six starts. Once again, draw on the rail. Car aboard again. Will sit pretty. He's handled all tracks because the track looks... It's rated a good four at the moment, but rain's coming down. You, I've heard that it's probably going to be soft for Friday night, heavy, possibly sad day, so it's a bit tricky with form, but he's handled them all. I'm a touch concerned they're going to the 1,200 because he probably could have got run down last start over the 1,000, so 1,200, is that jump too much? If it is, my other play is going to be Bella Nipatina. Almost reeled in cool and got a last start. That was a huge run. It was against the pattern that night. It was leaders rail all night. And he, she travelled three wide. Drawn nicely here in two. Probably track cooling gather or rough fire, depending on how they shape out there. And as long as she doesn't get locked away in the straight, I think she'll be tough to beat. So I've got 60 on her and then 40 on cooling gather. What about yourself? Yeah, I've got something similar. I've got two plays as well, but I'm repaying the faith in Paul Lilly here. Got me the win last start, and I thought it was pretty impressive. It wasn't outstanding, but I think it was at short odds, only about $2. So I'm hoping that can kick on again and go again. Like I said, it did run a pretty good race. It wasn't didn't smash him out of the park, but still got the job done. I reckon it's got more to give. So I've got my first play, Paul Lilly, 60 on that. My other play is one of your ones as well, Cool and Gatter. I was pretty impressed with it last start, especially at the Valley. And it does does like to be up there, so I'm hoping it can get a decent run. Hopefully the weather sort of sticks off, but I don't think the conditions really matter for her. Like I said, Jamie Carr on board. So, yeah, going 40 on that and 60 on Paul Lilly, but my main play will be Paul Lilly repaying the faith. There you go, top three in the market for the boys there. Surely one of us has got to get it, but you never know. Move on to the sad day. As I mentioned, it's raining heavy all through. I think rain starts Friday there down in Melbourne and it's like goes for like two weeks. So, interesting to see how the track goes. I'll probably wait to put your bets on till the morning of just so you know a bit more about the track. I'm predicting soft seven at best, probably heavy eight. But the first race we're going to talk about, race eight, the Group 2, Mooney Valley Cup. It's over 2,500. It's a tough field. I'll let you go first. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's a pretty tough field, this one. I did struggle to sort of pick one that really stood out at me. But I, when you're in those sort of situations, sometimes you just got to whack 100 on something. I'm going on the favourite. Francis, uh, Francesco Gardi, James McDonald on board, probably gets me over the line. But his recent form hasn't been too bad. Last start, I got a second... Before that, it was pretty average. But, uh, yeah, before that coming eighth, I think it went a first, second, third, and second. So it's always been up there. It's never really ran a bad race, and I have been on it before at pretty good odds. So I don't really know how I'd run in the wet, to be honest, but 
like you said, it's a real tough race, this one, so I'm just going to stick with J-Mac, and yeah, he's got me over the line again, I reckon. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm jumping on it, but i got two players, so I'll talk a little bit about Francisco Guardi. Should have won the Group 3 Bart Cummings last start, almost fell at the 900, then was a bit awkwardly placed to about the 300, finally got out and had the audacity to almost knock off Luna Fett. Luna Flair, who's about the fourth favourite in this race as well, only went down by half a length. As you mentioned, Jay Mack on board. That bloke could run a, ride a broomstick to victory the way he's going at the moment. And then my other little play. So I've gone 75 on the fave, Francisco Guardi, and then 25 on the Amazonian, because I am a bit concerned with the fave. I'm worried he might get stuck midfield or the bias maybe plays against him. So in case of that, I'm just going to have a 25 saver on the Amazonian. Drawn wide. But it's not a race with a ton of early speed. He's got a little bit of good gate speed to hopefully cross under the lightweight. Two wins from three starts on the heavy, including last start, was a length winner at Cranbourne. And the only time previously over 2,500 won a Group 3 in South Australia by 3.7 lengths. So a bit of handy form there. Hopefully the fave can knock off the race for both of us. But we'll move on. Race 9. The feature of the day. The Group 1 Cox Plate. It's over the classic... 2,400 metres, 2,040 metres, and majority of the field have faced off against one another this prep. Now, there's a couple that haven't. You've got the intriguing international raider, El Bogadon, and then you've got gold trips off the short backup, and then a couple down at the bottom of the market. Where are you leaning? Oh, another tough race, this one, but uh, I'm going to have my first play on Animo. I've stuck with Zaki the last couple of starts, and I'm just going to have to let it go and just go $80 on Animo. Like I said, it's just, it's just too quality, I think, on this uh, this field. The weather might be a bit of a factor, and someone like on Thunderstruck or Mr. Brightside could get up there. Even Zaki, Zaki doesn't mind this distance, and especially being at Mooney Valley, the short track could, the short straight could help out Zaki if, if uh, she's leading. But yeah, I'm just going to stick with Animo, go 80 on Animo, and then I'm going to have a little box trifecta as well $20 box trifecta, Animo, Zaki, and Mr. Brightside. I was pretty keen on Mr. Brightside, but it didn't draw a fantastic barrier. And, yeah, I'm not too sure how we'll go in this sort of – this like, it's a bit of a challenge for it. Obviously, if it's good enough, it's good enough, but I still think Animo's the horse to beat. Yeah, I don't disagree. Animo's class. But just with the possibility of a heavy track, a, a little bit short for myself. So I'm going on – hopefully can get the job done this time. I'm going on Zaki. The rail draw – Probably either leads or sits just in behind. You probably have Alligator Blood will probably lead from the wide draw. Zaki won the Group 2 tramway on a heavy 10. That was first up. And then it's followed it up with back-to-back placings behind Animo. But it's been on soft 5, good 4 tracks. So I'm going back to the Autumn where they faced off in the Group 1 Queen Elizabeth. That was on a heavy 10. Zaki finished half a length second to think it over, but Animo was last. He did go for a spell afterwards, so there's a little bit maybe at the end of his prep. But the jockey did say he lost a bit of confidence on the heavy 10 in his stride and whatnot. So I don't know if, I don't think the track will be that bad, a heavy 10, but it, I'm hoping it's in a heavy, heavy range. And Zaki, I think two wins and a second or third in three goes on a heavy track. Jamie Carr, barrier one, that's enough for me. I'm chips in on Zaki. You've gone, so head to head there. Two favourites there for myself and the skip. We'll move up, up to New South Wales and surprise, surprise, another wet track. More than likely a heavy. I think it's a soft seven at the moment and there's rain next couple days and race day. So hopefully we get through the cards for both of them. But yeah, race eight will start down in at Ramwick. Starting in the group one, spring champion stakes. It's for the three-year-olds over 2,000. Once again, I've got a couple little plays here. I've got Promito, 
Chased Cascadian last weekend. Finished third, beaten 3.3, but Cascadian won by a couple lengths. That was in a Group 3 over 1,800. Now rises 2,000. Hasn't gone there be- before, but he's always shown a bit of... She's always shown a bit of... She'll get the trip. And the wetter, the better for, oh, for him, sorry, for this cult. That was shown winning the Group 2 Skyline, I think, in February. That was on a heavy turn by two lengths. So I think the wetter, the better for him. And then my other one is a filly. She's down the weights. She's extreme. Very familiar with the heavy tracks. Almost exclusively raced on them. Seven of nine starts. Only two, and they were both on good tracks. And the form's great on it as well. Two wins and four placings out of those seven heavy track runs. The most recent was a two-length second behind Zugotcha in the Group 1 flight. Has drawn out wide, but in a race lacking speed, I expect Glenn Schofield to push forward, probably lead, maybe just sit outside the leader. So I'm going 60 on She's Extreme, 40 on Permito, and I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, I've gone uh, similar to you, but two completely different players. I've gone the double up as well. My first one, I'm sticking with Sharp and Smart. It uh, ran the other week on midweek at Warwick Farm in a heavy truck, and yeah, it looked like it was shot there, but ended up fighting back really well with, a, I think it was... Williamsburg flying down the outside too and it just sort of held on just to get the win by I think just a nose or something so I'm going my first play will be sharp and smart at $40 but my main play is Williamsburg I liked what it did last start it was flying home but previously before that it ran in it ran a great race in the heavy and just made up enough ground to get the win and yeah so pretty much looking for a bit of heavy form there sharp and smart and Williamsburg are my two top picks there you go. Four different horses there from us, surely. I said it earlier, but surely we got the winner there. But we go to the next race, the last of the feature race we're going to talk about. Race 9, the Invitational, over 1,400. It's for the Phillies and Mares. And as the name suggests, you only get into the race through an invitation. Only in its second run- year of running, and defending champ Ice Buff is back to defend her crown. As a slight favourite, is that the way you're going? No, I've actually gone against Ice Bath here. Um... Do you want me to go Mate. straight through in my picks? Yeah, let us know who you're tipping. Right, I've got uh, two plays. I'm going to go back to Espiona. Didn't mind what it did the other start. It's uh, Yeah, it got scratched last week as well. So I reckon it'll be fresh to go, roaring to go. The heavy, it doesn't mind the heavy, but hopefully we can keep a soft track. And yeah, it's two starts, two wins and a soft. So $40 on that. And my other play is a little bit of a bit of a roughy. I've gone uh, Pikey. She's a belter. Form's been unbelievable. I'm a bit worried about a heavy and soft track, but uh, with Pikey on board, it's, I think it's had three starts, two wins, and one play. So sticking with Pikey there, and hopefully they can get the win. Wish it was a bit dry for her. So I'm going to have a $20 win and a $40 place on She's a Belter. But yeah, I don't mind a few in this race that I could have definitely picked. And I was going to go stick with uh, Ice Bath. I was on him last the other week, but. Uh, no good, so doing something different here, a bit of a different play. Thought it was one of the tougher races on the card to pick. Yeah, this was, yeah, I was tossing and turning what to do here. I'm definitely backing Espinosa, as you mentioned. First up, she was two lengths back in a good return run, and then second up, she produced the best last 600 to storm down the outside from the back of the field to run within one and a half lengths. She's not going to be that far back this start from barrier seven. She, I think 14 was either the widest or second widest last start. Finds a wet track, finally, which I believe she goes better on. Three wins and a third from five starts. So that's my other one play. I was, didn't know whether to chuck in two. I was tempted to go all in on Espinosa, but I did end up deciding to have a little saver. 35 bucks on Forbidden Love. Class mare, carrying the top weight. 
She's a three-time Group 1 winner, and they've all come when she's been on a heavy track, which I expect, as mentioned. Her record's five wins from eight starts on the heavy going. One of those runs was an unplaced run, which was fourth in a Doncaster, which two of the runners are running in the Cox Plate, and the other one was Ice Buff, who finished third, so pretty handy race. I think she's only 1.6 off that race. She's been solid in all three runs this campaign. They've been on soft five, six tracks. I think she's going to be a little bit better on the heavy going. Nice draw in two to be on speed. And I expect her to be in the finish. I'm hoping those two fight it out. Forbidden Love's going to be on speed. Kick clear at the top. And maybe Espinosa just late to get myself in the skip a little winner there. So I've gone 65 Espinosa and 35 Forbidden Love. That's the features done and dusted. Hopefully we can lead you in a couple winners. But we'll move around the country. What have you got? Uh, first around the grounds play for me is Friday night, Mooney Valley, race five, Taunting. I believe it's about a $3 favourite at the moment. It's been in pretty decent form. Didn't win last start. I think it got a third last start, but uh, I think two starts previous to that, it was uh, two winners in a row. So it's in pretty good form and it's rock hard fit, I reckon. Uh, another one I've got Saturday. I think it's running in Ramwick. I did see it in Mooney Valley as well, but I believe we'll run in Ramwick. Race six, Willinga Beast. It ran well the other week. Think of the chocolates. I think it was uh, that was the day I featured on Sky Racing, and yeah, Davo really liked it. But unfortunately, it didn't get the win there, but it did run a pretty good race. It had no luck. Um, and then also, race seven, Randwick, Golden Mile. It's short odds, but I heard this thing is out to prove a point and it's ready to go, and it wants a massive victory for the owners. I did see the trainer come out saying it's rock-hard fit and ready to go. Um, and then my best bet of the day, I'm going to Doomed and going to the... The old faithful doomed, and I used to love punting at that place and haven't had a crack there for a while. So race eight, proper rogue. It's been in fantastic form. It's won its last three, I believe. Uh, run its last two. Before that, it was uh, just outside the placings and her first as well recently. So, yeah, it's flying. Reckon it can do a three-peat. That is my best bet of the day. I've gone for something different outside the box. It's only paying about $2.60, but... I think it might get on a bit of a drift as well. So hopefully get that at $3 and hopefully it flies home like as Fora did last week. <laughs> 100%. In terms of Willinger Brees, according to the great man Brad Davidson, it's going to be running at Mooney Valley. Do you still like it there? Yeah, still like it there. I, I do have down here in Mooney Valley or Randwick, I do like it at either track. I think you'll probably get better odds for it at Mooney Valley, especially if it's wet, actually. I, I reckon it's a probably better play if it goes down to Mooney Valley because I believe we're getting a fair bit of rain. Yeah, well, and in Randwick too, but so be interesting to see. Well, yeah, according to the great man, he has all but confirmed will be at the Valley, but doesn't matter for the skip. He doesn't care where it goes, it wins. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The skip just doesn't. <laughs> he, he just wants it to do its best work and get over the line for me. <laughs> 100%. Uh, myself, not quite as many as the last couple of weeks. I've only got the four. We're going to start off. I'm going to go Dooman, not in skips race, race five. Fetch, number eight, just missed last start over the 1,000, flying late to go down ahead. Did cop a little bit of check there at the top of the straight and still knuckled down. Loves the distance, three wins, two placings from six starts. And looking at the weather, it's probably going to be a heavy track as well in Doom. And, and he faced a heavy track two back and ran a length second. So you know he's going to get through it. Morbettville, race three, Dixie Whistler, number six. 10 runs deep in this prep, so you, and he's still racing well. Back-to-back placings over 2,400 and 2,500. Drops to 2,000 here, which I'm not in love with because the only run it's been, it was unplaced and it probably wasn't great. Drawn five here to push for a lead and hopefully Lockie Neardoff can make it a tough 2,000, so make it more, 
a quickly run, make it up to that sort of 22, 20, make it feel like a 2200, 2300 race. Then they get out at Morpeville, Bamya, Bunda. Number three, resumed off the 24-week spell last start and was very good running, 5-6 wide without cover throughout and still put half a length on the field to win. And then my last little one, Ascot, going over to WA, race three, Dad's big-headed. I was on this thing two weekends ago, and I'm telling you, it was disgusting. You did not want to watch that replay if you were on it. I was at the pub and almost threw up. Sitting pretty, just in behind the speed, got into the straight and was all dressed up and had nowhere to go. The jockey was on move for like the last 600, I reckon. Got beat by one, just over one and a half lengths. And in this same race, two of the two at the top of the market, I think it was favourite and third favourite. They finished ahead of him in that race, but he, as I said, he didn't get touched. Has drawn wide here, but at each way odds, I think he last time I saw he was about 12 bucks. I do like the play. So that's me done and dusted. Any multis for the weekend or pretty just keeping it simple? No, it's keeping it simple, but I do have a future bet actually uh, for the Oaks, I think running on the 3rd of November, and that's uh, Foxy Cleopatra. It's paid about 460 at the moment, and I reckon it'll uh, drift into the favourite as well. It's Laurie Daly and I think Ryan Papperhausen's horse. So yeah, I'll be definitely having a crack at that, and yeah, apparently they're going to get it ready for that race, and it should be roaring to go. Yeah, got, yeah, it's in the second favourite at the moment. It got beat by that Renaissance woman on the weekend. You were on it, unfortunately. Got done on the line. I don't know if it got done on... Oh, no, it was a tight photo, actually. It, it was tight, but, um, yeah, around the bend, it did get a pretty pretty significant knock. So I think that sort of stunned it a bit. And then once it would get going, it looked really good. So I heard they were real happy with how it ran. There you go. The first Futures play of the potty. Uh, it looks like it's running 3rd of November. So look out for that one. I think the... Thursday after Melbourne Cup, so look out for Foxy Cleopatra. Outside that, enjoy the great weekend of racing. Cox Plate into Manicato Friday, obviously, and then racing on Saturday. Gamble responsibly, back plenty of winners, and hopefully we've led you to a couple.